Gracias y paz a todos los que aman al Señor Jesús. Te habla tu hermano y amigo Dani Román, director del Asbury Latino Center, del Centro Latino de Asbury, del Seminario Teológico Asbury. Y estoy bien deseoso de conocerte. Es que así cuando vayas a Exponential Español, cuando estés presente en esa conferencia, visita nuestra mesa para que nos podamos conocer y podamos eh, ayudarte a que eh, veas todos los programas que Asbury tiene. Nosotros tenemos programas de plantación de iglesias, de liderazgo, de... Um, Teología que te pueden ayudar a ser un mejor líder, un líder más capaz, un plantador de iglesias más eficaz. Es que así ven a nuestra mesa en Exponential Español, octubre 13 y 14 en Orlando. Te esperamos. Dios te bendiga. Greetings, friends. This is episode 8 of season 2. Hispanic Church Multiplication with Obi Ariano. In this episode, Winfield and Obi discuss all the exciting things that God is doing in Hispanic communities across North America and planting new churches and multiplication movements. We hope you enjoy this conversation and may God bless you. You are listening to Church Planning Conversations with Dr. Winfield Bevins. Hey, everyone. We are excited to welcome you out to the Asbury Church Planting Podcast um, today, and we want to thank you for joining us. And I'm excited today to introduce uh, my, my friend, Obi Arellano, who is head of uh, Exponential Español, who's really leading an initiative across the U.S. and beyond, um, championing church multiplication in Hispanic Latino context. Obi, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Uh, thank you for having me here, Winfield, and um, enjoying this conversation already. I know, well, I know what we're going to be talking about, so I'm all about this. Amen. Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. The work that you're doing with Exponential um, is is really some of the most exciting things that I'm I'm seeing right now. And um, we we got to hang out and spend some time together here recently at the Exponential Conference um, down in yeah. Orlando, Florida. And uh, I would love for you to just take a few minutes to kind of just introduce yourself and um, tell, tell the people who are listening a little bit about Exponential Español and, and your role and sure. the work there. Yeah, of course. So my name's Obi Arellano. I'm actually originally from Mexico. Uh, I was born in Mexico and my family moved up to the, to the States uh, when I was 10 years old. Uh, so I pretty much grew up in Chicago. We moved to Chicago and had, was in, in the Chicagoland area for most of my life. Um, there, that's where I you know, went into full-time ministry as a church planter. So I'm a church planter. I started uh, the first church when I was 22 years old, uh, just uh, fresh out of uh, Bible college. And uh, I was able to I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> as, a, as a young adult. I was single. Uh, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I had no clue. And as uh, a lot of, you know, the, you guys know, especially, you know, as a seminary, uh, I love that now there are more and more Bible colleges, seminaries that are intentional about adding the strategic uh, teaching and training for church planters, the practical th things, right? But 20 years ago, Uh, at least uh, I, nobody was doing that. It was all theology, you know, all the things that we learn in, in, in uh, seminary, but that's it. So I pretty much learned by, you know, trial and error, 
and just seeing what others were doing. And uh, yeah, so my wife and I have planted four churches uh, since, uh, since we got married also. And um, that just led me to see the need of how the, the, the state of the church planting world within the Latino church in the United States was or, and is. Yes. Um, as I was looking for, for resources to help me uh, in my practices as a church planter in Spanish, like looking for books or practitioners, I wasn't finding many. Uh, so for me, it was like, man, there's a, there's a void here uh, that we need, uh, that somebody needs to do something about and help pastors be able to send church planters better equipped and those that are being called to plant churches to, you know, to find tools and resources that are going to help them, you know, uh, and be a little bit more prepared. I know church planting, it's a whole other thing. We think we may be ready, but once we started, we realized, oh, <laughs> this is way beyond us. Yeah. So, <laughs> But that's what kind of led me to start, you know, praying about um, creating something to help, you know, the multiplication within the Hispanic church. I'd been attending Exponential since 2009. That was the first time I went to an Exponential conference. So I don't know uh, from the people that are listening, uh, how many of you have uh, attended a, an Exponential conference? It just blew me away. And like from the moment that I was going to the first session and not just the session, but the interaction that the people that were there, the, the community that had been created around church planting and multiplication was like, man, this is, this is what we need or something similar. Maybe it doesn't have to look the same, but a, a space where we can come together, learn from one another, encourage one another in, in our efforts for multiplication. Uh, so that, that I felt like, um, that burden that I was feeling, uh, I started to kind of see a model of what could look like in, in Espanol, in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a few years, I started serving with Exponential, providing some Spanish uh, workshops and then a Spanish track. And then we did a Spanish event um, uh, through Exponential. Um, we did a regional Spanish event. And that was like, for us, that was kind of like the buildup that we were looking for to build momentum into eventually launching what we know now as Exponential Español. Exponential Español, it's its own organization. It, it was birthed out of Exponential, but mm -hmm. we do have our own, our own, um, we have our own uh, team, our own board of directors. We, we want to make sure that it's a Latino-led multiplication ministry that is going to be helping the Latino church in the United States. And uh, so what, what we do, it, it's, it's a ministry that is focused on, on finding, equipping, mobilizing Spanish-speaking Latino leaders to launch healthy, mm -hmm. reproducing churches that, that really have disciple-making at their core. Uh, and um, you know, we wanna provide this, this national focus on, on church multiplication where the you know Hispanic pastors can can see um, you know can can come into a common place where some of these emerging leaders that are starting to think multiplication can find inspiration, encouragement, equipping, and fellowship with like-minded leaders. And um, yeah, so that's what Exponential Español is. We were in a function similar to Exponential in English. We're an aggregator of resources for pastors, church planters, networks, uh, denominations uh, to help them accelerate their efforts of multiplication.
I love that. So it's really buy-in for Hispanic Latino leaders that are um, doing it. And so yeah. what, what I love about this, it's kind of like, you know, you, you had this kind of over the last decade plus, you know, hey, let's translate materials from Anglo leaders into Spanish. Really what's happening now is this is from the ground up. This is yeah. um, empowering, giving voice to um, and producing resources by and for um, leaders in, in the Spanish-speaking community. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. And 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 we don't devalue the fact that you know there's resources that can be translated. In fact, yes. some of the, some of the first uh, books and and resources that Exponential Español um, yeah. released and offered were translations from English, you know, exponential yes. resources. And we chose the ones that were more. Um, like foundation or like more principle based that it actually yeah. can be applied in any context once the leader can you know apply it into what they're doing uh, but more and more we're finding that those grassroots leaders that are doing it and we're telling their stories and how they're multiplying yep. and and the the challenges that they're seeing and mm -hmm. how others can learn from that and and grow together and and i, I mean yes it's an it's a ministry a multiplication ministry that is focused uh, for Latino leaders, but at the same time, we also want to help the the Anglo Church as, as a whole, because yes. there's a lot of learning that we can actually have do uh, or or share. Sorry, with 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 uh, the majority culture church. Yeah. Um. Uh, the majority of the Hispanic pastors in the U.S. Uh, there's no exact um. There's no exact data, and I'm hoping that we can work on. And finding data of how what's the percentage of the Hispanic pastors in the U.S. that are uh, fully bivocational, and how many of those are you know full time in full time staff in ministry, right? Um, the majority, I'm thinking that about uh, it's a high number, maybe seventy or eighty percent of the church of the pastors are bivocational. Yeah. That's a huge number. And, and as you know, uh, Winfield, uh, more and more, there's this, this talk, this conversation, this theme about how can we help and how can we uh, provide some of the teachings and learnings to the you know, English-speaking church mm -hmm. and what are others practicing and doing it successfully when they're bivocational. Yes. Uh, so we we want to offer those learnings that we're that we're seeing and offer it to the to the body of Christ to the church here in the U.S. Uh, to uh, be able to benefit the kingdom, right? Because that's what it's all about, God's kingdom, the whole body of Christ. One of the areas we're going to be partnering on is um, developing research projects, and I think a very high priority, probably one of the first ones, is tackling and looking at the issue of bivocational, co-vocational, um, alternative, um, you know, streams of, uh, of income, ways that planters are um, kind of funding the plant. And, and then at connected to that, just like you said, is, is looking at what is, what's, what's happening on the ground um, with Latino church planting, which you're very much um, kind of at the forefront of. And as you noted, the convergence of those things is is one of the ways that the Anglo Church. I think one of the things we're just seeing all across the church world is pastors, planters are increasingly having to look at alternative streams of income 
they're increasing, you're going to see more and more um, bivocational, co-vocational church plants. And so I think, yeah, we got to produce resources. We got to do some research around this, um, around these issues. And again, the work you're doing right. is so important um, in this area. And I, I would like to just ask, you know, we've touched on some of the exciting things um, that are happening. I know there's been some um, some recent research that has just shown that, you know, Latino church planning is the fastest growing um, kind of segment of the evangelical church in the United States. What are some of the unique challenges? Um, oftentimes we, you know, we can focus on, oh, wow, look at these exciting numbers. What are some of the unique challenges that you're seeing um, that these leaders are facing in the field? Um, and then what are, what are some of the, some of the learning outcomes? You know, what are some things that we can kind of learn from that? Yeah, well, um, I think one of the, yes, I, I'm also excited. I'll just, let me add this before I answer the question. Okay. I'm excited about the, the, the current state of the Latino church uh, in the United States um, as a result of the growing, fast growing population in the, in the U.S. Uh, that, can, that is going to continue to grow over the next uh, few decades. Um, just a, a, an automatic result of that is that we're seeing more church planting. Uh, in the Hispanic communities. So I think that it's more of an automatic result yeah. of the growth of the population rather than the actual intentionality of um, Hispanic pastors wanting to say, hey, let's let's start reproducing, like jumping on this, yeah. this bandwagon, if you will, of like, you know, we're, we're planting churches, we're producing, we're multiplying. I think that the, the numbers are a good thing to see, but like the story behind it is not necessarily because they're, you know, having the level five multiplication yeah. mentality, right? So we talk about the five levels or the three mentalities that we find within churches, the scarcity mentality, growth mentality, and movement mentality, which is a multiplication thinking. And as I talk to more and more Hispanic pastors, I like my first uh, thought was like, hey, that's awesome. We're starting to see more churches being planted. It, it must be because they're 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 catching this vision to be multiplying churches. Um, but it hasn't been the case, uh, at least to the, the with the pastors that I've connected in in the different uh, rooms that I've been with national denomination mm -hmm. leaders. Uh, it's just the result of growing population. Yeah. automatically kind of like it's kind of like that wave right that that it's just naturally happening so one of the things that we're just doing is we're being very intentional and providing some of the the strategic opportunities for them to understand and learn that in order for multiplication to continue to be done successfully and with healthy churches we have to have that healthy movement mentality um, that healthy understanding that um, to continue to bring, you know, the, the gospel and, and Jesus to the coming generations, we have to be investing in the next generations. So uh, what I have seen specifically is that there's a growing number of younger leaders that are starting churches now something that I hadn't seen in 20, in the past 20 years. When I was planting a church, I, I was 22 years old and I planted a few in my twenties. Mm. And within that time, like 
Like nobody was doing that. I did not meet another pastor in their 20s, single, and then obviously got married in my 20s. And then like nobody, nobody, nobody was doing that. The, the, the emerging leaders uh, within the Latino uh, demographic are wanting to go after like the healthy church planting. Uh, that mm -hmm. multiplication mentality and more and more those younger leaders are planting with the mindset of like I want to yeah. prepare others to plant other churches so that's a good uh, learning that I'm seeing from this new emerging yeah. generation of church planters uh, that I think is going to affect the overall scope of the church uh, at least in the Hispanic uh, demographics over the next you know 10 years amen yeah, I mean, I think the exciting thing is, again, to use exponential language and acceleration, you know, I've been doing church planning stuff for close to two decades. And again, there was this long kind of, you know, church planning was kind of launch large, you know, um, let's just kind of get big in one spot. And it's taken um, the last decade for exponential to really champion that to get the DNA in the water of the whole church mm -hmm. planning literature and world mm -hmm. to kind of move toward mm -hmm. multiplication. And so I think the beautiful thing is uh, you're able to kind of be on the leading edge as mm -hmm. this, you know, you have this rise in demographics and this interest to really help make that shift pretty quickly, you know? And mm -hmm. so that's, that's the thing that excites me about the work that you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. And I, I, it's, I laugh uh, sometimes when I hear this idea of, you know, how can we help the church understand the value of bivocational, co-vocational in order for, for us to see more church planting happen. I truly believe that if we value that, that model of church planting where the, yeah. the, the church planter, the pastor starting the church uh, doesn't have to rely on, on, on the financial support, his salary from the church no. itself, that just changes the game. So the Latino church has been doing that here in the United States for the last 40 years, mm. right? Yeah. And they understand that they're, they, if God calls them, they, they prepare themselves along the way. And they've never had this mindset of like, I have to raise $250,000 or more in order for me to plant the yeah. church. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna start in my living room and I'm gonna invite my neighbors. I'm gonna invite my community. And yeah. as we kind of slowly grow, they eventually get into, you know, a small meeting place. Um, and then eventually they rent, you know, they, they kind of have the, this, these steps. They start in the living room. Then when they get, then when they get past a, a certain um, point of growth, they'll rent uh, a, a church to do a service in a time that is not being used, right? Usually Sunday evenings or Saturday, Saturday evenings or whatever. And then once they continue to grow, then they'll get to a point where they'll start looking for their own location. Uh, and those are the, the three steps that we've seen the Hispanic church in the U.S. become the churches that they are now. And they never really had any, any overhead because it was organic from the beginning. Yeah. And when they ended up getting to a point where they, were, they started to you know, find their own place, they were just growing alongside you know, the, the, the church itself as a group. So, yeah. So I think, I think I, if we can just see that as a, as a value and see that, Hey, if you're going to start a church, it's totally okay. If you're starting your home in your living room 
and that's a church like that's okay it's not yeah. a small group uh, you don't have to consider it a small group or a missional community it's a church right it's a church if we do all the 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 liturgy uh, of a church uh, mm-hmm. service then it's a church whether it's yep. three or whether it's 20 or a hundred or two thousand mm. yeah no i love it i love it so what are the again what are the challenges i mean there's a lot of exciting um things and possibilities and you know dreams for the future what are some of the unique challenges i always like to kind of dig in to say okay what what's Give us the the quick and dirty of you know what are challenges that the the Latino pastors are facing. If you had to just name a couple top challenges, yeah, that's good. I mean, the financial the financial area of ministry is a challenge, and it's always going to be a challenge, especially uh, if it's in in urban areas or even rural areas. Actually, right now, some of the fastest growing Hispanic demographic demographics are in rural. Uh, in rural USA, pretty much. Um, But because a a lot of the the churches, uh, Hispanic churches are serving first generation uh, Latinos, meaning that they migrated from a different country. Like for them, uh, these are like, you know, blue collar, you know, know, for many minimum wage jobs, uh, depending where they are. And I'm not saying that all the all Latino churches are like this. So don't, don't, uh, I'm not generalizing the Hispanic church to be like that. But in general, the Hispanic population uh, socioeconomic status is, you know, way, you know, pretty lower than the average uh, socioeconomic status of an average American in the US. So uh, for them to, to continue to grow because they all have vision to grow and they want to reach more people. They want to reach their community. But we all know that that also takes money. You know, it requires money, it requires funding for that. Um, so th- there's there's the challenge of the Hispanic pastors, you know, teaching teaching their Latino, their members of the church to understand generosity uh, so that they can be generous with the little that they have, you know, generosity, it's not amounts, it's how they, how they, they, they give back to the, to the, to God and to the mission. Right. Um, so one of the things that I hear a lot in, in the conversations that I have with pastors is, is there anything that exponential Espanol is doing to help us learn or help us teach our congregations how to be more generous, um, so that, they can understand that this is uh, as a, as a mission together. It's not about it's not about their their tithes and offering going to a church, but going to the mission, mm-hmm. and how they can you know be able to do more, be a bigger impact for more, and um, and that's and that's one of the challenges, right? How can we help the Hispanic community as a whole in churches? Uh, as what I, to uh, from what I hear from pastors. Uh, understand that mentality, you know, not, not have that that poor mentality or, or the better said, the, the scarcity mentality that they come into yep. the, the states with, uh, many of them. Uh, but then on the other hand is that there's a lot of churches that are, are planted. There's a lot of churches that have pastors and church planters that are ready to plant, but there's no, no, no places, right? They can't find places where yep. they can rent. 
So yeah. I think that one of the biggest things that the, the, the Anglo church in the US can help is can the Anglo church offer their sanctuaries, offer their auditoriums, yeah. offer a, a, a room uh, yeah. so that a new church plan can start growing and reaching yeah. the same community that that church is reaching um, and be able to collaborate uh, for you know, uh, greater kingdom work. Mm, that'd be a good exponential ebook. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I've I've actually done a lot of work in that and I've actually got some places we could talk offline about um, that are actively saying, hey, we want to open our sanctuary up um, and yeah. be able to use our facilities. And I think that's an excellent example of I think the future of the church is collaboration. It has 100%. to be kingdom yes. collaboration. The future of church is increasingly will be multi-ethnic and we need we need to all be working together to rebuild yes. the future of the church. Um, yes. I, I think one of the exciting, I know the last several years, the whole pandemic, politics, everything, it has been a crazy time. However, it has accelerated um, these really significant shifts and I think has opened the door for really the future of the church to really move forward. Um, and emerging leaders to step up and have a voice. And um, what are some, in some ways, for the churches that have kind of, that don't have the multiplication mindset, I think it's been the, the nail in the coffin, to be honest, for a lot of conventional churches that were already in decline, that were already kind of seeing kind of uh, either plateaued or decline. And it's kind of like, a fresh blue ocean um, before us to really kind of envision the future of the church. We're really living yeah. into, I think, historic times. What are some things that excite you about the future of the church, Obi? I, I think right now the pandemic, like you said, it accelerated um, the direction in which the church was going uh, into the future, right? But mm. it, it not just accelerated in a positive way. Um, if I don't know if you've covered the five levels of multiplication that exponential talks about, right? Mm -hmm. The level one being a plateau church, level two, level two being a uh, sorry, level one being a subtracting church, level two plateaued, level three addition, yep. and then reproduction, and level five multiplication, right? It accelerated all of those. So a a declining church, a subtracting church, it accelerated to a point that yep. many of them cease to exist right yes and and those that were already in the trajectory of reproduction it didn't get affected they just because churches that already are on level four level five they're already they already know that church uh church multiplication and the future does not rely on a uh space on a building yeah. uh, or on a microphone or things like that um so they were able to continue multiplying I, i'm really excited that those that were in that trajectory in a, in a downhill pretty much, you know, in that down, um, downward curve, they're like, oh, like they, they, they realized this is, we're not even going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're now asking, what do we need to do? What do we need to change? And how do we stop going to the downward, you know, direction? And how do we start, you know, implementing some of the multiplication practices? 
So I'm excited that a lot of those pastors, at least those that were willing to step out of their their own uh, comfort or their own mm-hmm. you know place that they've known, their own box that they've known for however long they've been in ministry, um, that when before they were a little bit more hesitant about changes, now they're like, okay, so what are you guys doing? What are you guys talking about? What is this whole multiplication about? What are the you know levels mm-hmm. of multiplication practices? So I'm hearing more of those conversations now than I was hearing those three years ago. And that's great because it's going to actually affect the way that they're going to start investing in new church planters. And we may not see that we women may not see the the results of that right now immediately. But in the next three, four, five years, and, and even more so beyond, I think that this growing, you know, number of, of church plants in the Hispanic demographic, it's going to continue to grow. Actually, yeah. even even faster yeah. than we've seen it over the last, you know, ten years or twenty years. So that excites me. And and as a result, not because the Hispanic church is going to be growing. I think it's just going to be able to help the church as a whole, like in that collaboration with the church in the United States, the body of Christ. It's going to be able to stop it from the decline yeah. that Christianity has been going the, over the last you know, 10 yep. years here in the U.S. So to be able to be a part of helping, you know, kind of stop that, that decline and start getting it to the direction that we want to see it uh, through multiplication as a body of Christ in the U.S., um, I'm excited to be a part of it. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm thankful for what you're doing. Um, um, you, you've been faithful uh, in the field, planting churches, and the Lord's given you a national, international platform. And I'd love for you to um, just close us with a word of prayer. Um, maybe there are some people who have been listening that are just inspired by this work. Maybe there's some Hispanic Latino pastors that are dreaming about um, what we've been talking about. And, and maybe there's some people that are going to answer the call um, to, to step out and do this work. So would you pray for us? Yes. Um, Lord, thank you so much for uh, this conversation. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing through your church. Um, and thank you so much for what you're doing also through the Hispanic church as well. Um, we know that it's one church. It's not the Latino church. It's not the Anglo church. It's, it's not the black church only. It's your church. And, and we value that. And, and that is what's going to help us continue to move forward by that collaboration that we were talking about and mentioning. And so we thank you that we can be brothers and sisters on the same mission. We can be friends and mission, even though we may look different and we may even believe some things uh, and may not agree on everything, like that's okay. Um, We know that we are your children and we know that people that are far from you need you. And, and, um, And we also know that new churches are is one of the best ways mm. uh, to bring the gospel to new places uh, where people that are not connected with you can find their way to you. Uh, so as we as we continue forging ahead in this amazing work that your spirit is doing in, in our country here, Lord, I pray that we can all collaborate, that we can all work together, and that we can all support each other. Um, some of the things that 
that we may have uh, some resources that we could have through whether it's building, whether uh, whether that it's people, whether that is you know a you know the experience, um, any type of resource that we can have, Lord, help us be able to be challenged to offer those to your church so that others that want to serve you can can be a part of what you want to do in our cities, in our state, in our country, uh, and be able to move the, the multiplication uh, needle um, up, 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 up and up uh, to where we uh, see it as a movement and, and until it becomes the norm, until multiplication becomes the norm of success in the churches, Lord. So I bless everyone who's I've been uh, listening to this podcast, Lord, and, and if you have specific challenge for them, make it clear to them and not, not just make it clear to them, but also offer those connections or those opportunities for them to be able to step out and, and start living out whatever you are calling them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, as we close out, how can people connect with you and find out more about the work that you're doing with Exponential Espanol? Yeah, so you you uh, you guys can email me directly at ob at multiplicacion.com, O-B-E at multiplicacion. Uh, it's, it's the Spanish word of multiplication.org. Um, so, or uh, go to multiplicacion.org and uh, you'll be able to find more, more, more information about us. Excellent. Excellent. Obi, thank you so much for taking time this afternoon. God bless. Thank you all for joining us and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Church Planning Conversations podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Obi Ariano and his work at Exponential Espanol, visit multiplicacion.org. Gracias y paz a todos los que aman al Señor Jesús. Te habla tu hermano y amigo Dani Román, director del Asbury Latino Center, del Centro Latino de Asbury, del Seminario Teológico Asbury. Y estoy bien deseoso de conocerte. Es que así cuando vayas a Exponential Español, cuando estés presente en esa conferencia, visita nuestra mesa para que nos podamos conocer y podamos eh, ayudarte a que eh, veas todos los programas que Asbury tiene. Nosotros tenemos programas de plantación de iglesias, de liderazgo, de... Um, Teología que te pueden ayudar a ser un mejor líder, un líder más capaz, un plantador de iglesias más eficaz. Es que así ven a nuestra mesa en Exponential Español, octubre 13 y 14 en Orlando. Te esperamos. Dios te bendiga.